This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 31, A Lunch with Friends. Welcome, uh, welcome, welcome to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. Uh, so glad that you're here. Uh, what's on the menu today? Well, uh, we had lunch, and not, not just lunch, it's a very special lunch. Uh, yesterday, Char and I were very uh, blessed to uh, have lunch with Lisa Hindi and her uh, parents, uh, in New Orleans, it was pretty amazing. You know, Lisa Hindi, the Catholic mom from CatholicMom.com and the Catholic Moments podcast. Uh, it was it was awesome. It was so good to see her. We we met in person for the first time at the CNMC, and you can hear more about that later. But uh, what a blessing! It was awesome. Uh, we also have a special treat on the show today. We're going to have uh, Sophia, who uh, I met uh, via Twitter. Her Twitter username is always Catholic, always Catholic. Uh, so if you don't follow her, why don't you go ahead and go over to Twitter right now, Always Catholic, and uh, give her a follow. She's a great, a great uh, lady, and she's a big-time foodie, too, so that's really cool. Also, I don't know if you know this, but there is a new foodie movie coming out. It's supposed to be out on this Friday, I believe, uh, Julie and Julia. So we'll talk about that for a minute. And, uh, you know, we have all this and more on The Catholic Foodie where food beats faith. Well, as I mentioned, we had a, a very special uh, lunch date yesterday. Uh, Char and I were blessed to be able to spend uh, a, a good part of the afternoon, a few hours at least, three hours or so, with Lisa Hendy from CatholicMom.com and Catholic Moments Podcast. Uh, we met for the first time in person uh, in, at the CNMC in San Antonio about a month ago. And uh, Lisa's wonderful. I love her show. I listen to it all the time, Catholic Moments Podcast. Uh, it's, it's one of the ones that I, um, I listen to religiously. <laughs> and uh, Lisa's just a fantastic person. If you've heard her and her show, uh, you know what I'm talking about. If you uh, read her blog... Uh, over at CatholicMom.com, you, you're going to get a, a glimpse uh, into into what a wonderful person she is. And uh, she actually spent this past week visiting her parents in Gulfport, Mississippi. And uh, she was flying out of uh, New Orleans International Airport, and that was uh, yesterday evening. And she had contacted me earlier in the uh, in the in the week and said, "Hey, what what a, what about getting together for lunch? You know, the Catholic foodie. You pick the restaurant. You tell us where to go and." Uh, we'll meet you there. So it was just, it was awesome. It was so good to see uh, Lisa again, and uh, it was it was just fantastic to meet her parents. And this was the first time that uh, Lisa had a chance to meet Char and, you know, vice versa. So we just had a wonderful time. Now, I have to tell you, I agonized over this restaurant decision. Char and I talked about it for days. Uh, why? Well, primarily because it's very hard to have a a bad meal in New Orleans, and there are restaurants on every corner. That everywhere, there's thousands of restaurants, and they're all good. And so we're trying to say, okay, should it be like um, you know, a fancy meal, a really fancy restaurant that's that's well known and, and possibly even you know world renowned, like uh, Commander's Palace, for instance? Uh, should it be a neighborhood restaurant where you get like real? New Orleans food, right? This is the stuff that we eat in Louisiana all the time, red beans and rice and gumbo and uh, shrimp po' boys and fried oysters and stuff like that. You know, wh what should we do? 
And I emailed Lisa, you know, while she was in, in Gulfport, and I said, hey, you know, I'm having a hard time making this decision. You want to give me like a hint as to what you would be interested in? <laughs> she was no help at all. <laughs> she emailed me back and said, whatever you pick is going to be perfect. I was like, oh, man. So anyway, we decided to go to NOLA, N-O-L-A, NOLA Restaurant. It's one of Emeril Lagasse's restaurants. He has, I believe, three of them in New Orleans. And, of course, he's got some. I think he's got uh, in, a, in, a, in a number of different cities around the country. He's got restaurants. And we've been here before. We went to NOLA a, a few times uh, in, our, in our life. Uh, I think we went a couple times before we got married, and we've been a few times since. And it's just it's a very nice restaurant. And I can't – I'll have to post pictures uh, on the website for you to see this place. It's wonderful. Uh, the, the, the service is impeccable. It's, it's just absolutely uh, amazing how I mean, they, they serve everything to everyone at the table at the same time. So all of our, they would have it like we had five people at the table. So when they came to bring our appetizers or our, our, um, our uh, entrees, they had five waiters around the table. And at the same moment, they would all set their, the plates down in front of us. Uh, it was just, it was so good. And, and you, let, me, let me just tell you, this was the lunch uh, menu and I'm going to put a link on the show notes uh, so you could see this lunch menu. Uh, but you could also just Google NOLA restaurant and then uh, New Orleans, and it'll, it'll pull it up. It's one of Emerald's restaurants. Listen, I'm just going to give you a couple of these uh, dishes. Uh, and maybe I'll pick the ones that we actually ordered yesterday. Here's an appetizer. This is um, the one that I ordered. Uh, where is it? Okay. Warm Gulf Shrimp Remoulade with Fried Homemade Pickles. Does that sound okay? I, I hope uh, if Captain Jeff is listening, I hope I hope you think that sounds pretty good, <laughs> uh, y'all. If you haven't, uh, if you didn't listen to last uh, last week's episode, uh, you missed out. Uh, Captain Jeff uh, called in and he had a complaint about the Catholic foodie, saying that I talked about food that was just well too good, and I, I, he's trying to you know stay in shape and watch his weight and exercise and all this good stuff, and he wants me to talk about. Boring and unappetizing foods. And I, I tried to make a list of boring and unappetizing foods. I just I have a hard time doing it. So, but I'm working on it. I'm working on some healthy alternatives. But this stuff uh, may not qualify for the boring and unappetizing uh, food category. So I had the rumelade. Uh Let's see. We also ordered Miss Hayes stuffed chicken wings with homemade hoisin dipping sauce. Very good. Very good stuff. Uh, and I think that was it for the appetizers. Uh, Lisa's dad had uh, the gumbo of the day, which, if I remember correctly, it was uh, a sausage and uh, black-eyed peas gumbo, which I've never had before. Uh, but that was very interesting. He apparently liked it. He ate it. It uh, uh, must have been good. And let's see. There's so many different things here. There's probably 10 different appetizers. They're all wonderful. You can uh, take a look once again at the website, Nola Restaurant, uh, New Orleans. Just uh, Google that, and you'll you'll get to this uh, lunch menu. For the lunch entrees, this is what Char had. She had seared rare yellowfin tuna with avocado, wonton crisps, cucumber, wasabi, uh, aioli, and ponzu vinaigrette. Absolutely wonderful. She she enjoyed that, and of course she we love uh, sushi. So anytime she orders uh, tuna out like that. Uh, she'll get it rare. 
And uh, they did a fantastic job. A lot of restaurants don't get that right. They'll sear it, and they just cook it too much. Uh, but but uh, Nola, they, they got it right there. Uh, it, was, it was seared just barely on the outside and, and raw completely uh, in the inside. It's fantastic. Here's what I had. I didn't have enough shrimp with my appetizer, so I went ahead and ordered the shrimp and grits, which was sautéed gulf shrimp, grilled green onions, smoked cheddar grits, apple smoked bacon, criminy mushrooms, creole tomato glaze, and red chili abita butter sauce. Wow. It was, it was awesome. And I, I, t- I took a picture of this. Actually, I took several pictures. I took a picture of this. I w- I'm going to post that on the website as well. Uh, and I have to admit, you know, I, I've talked about Abita beer a number of times <laughs> in this show, uh, not this episode, but before. And I tell you, I, I love Abita beer. And it's local. It's right here, uh, which is fantastic. And a lot of restaurants will cook with this, uh, nicer restaurants. And sure enough, this particular dish had Abita beer in its butter sauce. So uh, that made it extra special for me. Okay, so that's what we had. Let's see. I think that uh, uh, Char, uh, not Char, uh, Lisa's dad had the grilled fish, but it wasn't grilled fish. It, they put it in a uh, wood-fired uh, oven, and they let it sit there for, I mean, not, not long. It was, it was cooked to perfection. He, he couldn't believe this fish when it came out. It was so good. And matter of fact, he told Char, he says, I think this was the best fish, any kind of fish, any type of fish, best fish I've ever had in my life. So that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. I and mean, that's a, a tribute to Nola to, to produce something like that. This is the fish. This was garlic-crusted Texas redfish with Louisiana Creole tomato and fresh mozzarella salad, uh, basil, balsamic vinaigrette, and lemon. That's what uh, Lisa's dad had. And then, oh, goodness gracious, why can't I see the chicken? I can't see it. I don't know what happened to it. Or maybe that was something that was not on the menu and they ordered it there. Anyway, forgive me if I don't see it. But um, if I do find it, I'll I'll come back and and talk to you about it. Anyway, you know, I've met someone recently on Twitter. And uh, Twitter's wonderful. And and it, it can bring people together. It creates community. Uh, lots of Catholics out there on Twitter, and lots of foodies as well. And I met someone there uh, whose handle, Twitter handle, is always Catholic. Uh, so that's a, a great handle to have. And I've learned over the last few weeks that not only is she a, a, a faithful Catholic, a devout Catholic, she is a faithful and devout foodie as well. And uh, we, have, we have talked via Twitter uh, quite a bit. And when she found out that I was going to this particular restaurant, she looked up the, uh, the, re- uh, the, the menu and it was just apparently amazed at this menu. And uh, we had talked before uh, I went to the restaurant. She was saying, okay, you've know, you got to take pictures and tell me how this is and tell me how that is and text me from the restaurant. Let me know what you ordered. And she was going to try to guess what it was I was going to get. Anyway, it was really exciting. And uh, I, I, we're very fortunate today. I actually have her here with us. Uh, Sophia, you there? Oh, I'm here, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing great. <laughs> it's so good to to actually talk to you on the phone. I know we we well, we're like old friends already, and we the first time today that we've actually spoken live on the phone. 
That, that's the good Twitter friends, but this is nice. I like it. And I think that's the the power of social media. It, it really does create a sense of community. People get to know each other, uh, and and you know know about each other, and and really kind of get a sense for the other person. So that when they do meet in person, like at the CNMC, for instance, when I met all my favorite bloggers and podcasters, or uh, you and I talking on Twitter, and then finally speaking on the you know on the phone in, in person, uh, there's something there. You know, oh, I agree. It's awesome. It's amazing. You know, Jeff, probably people have said at times when you email sometimes, you can't really get people's emotions. But I think in Twitter it's different that you really can pick up in that short 140 characters how people are. I mean, a little bit of their personality really does come through because um, you seem to me exactly like I thought you would be. So this is, this is terrific. Well, I hope whatever you I'm thought was good. <laughs> I hope whatever you thought was good. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. You know, your your love of food and our faith um, is really gets me excited because those are two things that are just so important to me. Um, I picked the name Always Catholic because I've sort of, uh, I always believe that no matter what I do in this world from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, that it must be always Catholic. And it doesn't mean that I'm pious and, you know, try to be over-religious. I mean that I must think that my faith must meet my reason in everything that I do. And uh, I, in, the, in the rest of my in my bio, it says, always Catholic, no matter what. And uh, I added actually something to it recently where I said that um, when I vote, I hold the crucifix in one hand and pull the lever with the other. So watch <laughs> right. out. Right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, when we started talking, I guess it was just this, you know, a few days back, and I, I mentioned that I was going to this restaurant, uh, you you went and checked out the menu, and, and what, did oh, you, yeah. what did you think? Well, I have to tell you that, you know, I, we've talked a little bit, and I had said that I've watched Emerald since his first days years ago, and um, I think what Emerald's brought to food for everyone is that his love of food comes through his menu. And I felt not impressed in a way where, uh, you know, like it's a highfalutin thing. It was the love of food comes through with, it's almost like, the combinations in each recipe seem that they're, they're from memories, like family-type things. And that came through to me, and that the love of preparing food and feeding people um, shows itself in the menu. And that's what really impressed me and got me very excited. I mean, some of the things I was, I was getting so hungry that after you sent me the menu, I had to go to my cookbooks. I grabbed his holiday cookbook and made a savory criminy mushroom bread pudding, and I ate it at 12 o'clock at night. Oh, my I mean, goodness. I uh, excited I get. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Needless to say, I, w- I couldn't get to sleep after that for a while, so I had to watch some television <laughs> and uh, say a few rosaries so I could get to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so when you watch television, was it uh, Food Network? <laughs> of course. You know, when I, when I get to the point where I'm getting crazy with, uh, food, with food, I... I give home and garden a little switch over once in a while, and I let them have a few minutes of my time. But, you know, the Food Network has really changed our lives for people that love to cook and, and love to talk about food and love to eat. That's right. It has. And uh, it's made it almost uh, mainstream in a way that, you know, there are people who would normally not uh, or, or by nature really wouldn't care one way or the other. Uh, they get into Food Network, and they, it's, it's fun. It's exciting. You learn stuff. Uh, and it maybe makes a few converts, right, to the foodie world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's the, it makes us foodies think that, you know, you know, we're okay. 
people have to, you know, because we talk about food after we eat breakfast. It's not abnormal. Right. I mean, you know, as soon as you finish breakfast, you've got to start talking about lunch. That's right. I mean, that's how it goes, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, growing up Italian in a very old world family, um, my, my being a first generation American, um, the fact is that, you know, food in our home was a European experience. Um, being an American experience only at Thanksgiving, but most of the time it was a European experience. So, you know, it's a little different. It's I, I know you understand that as someone from Louisiana. Absolutely. That, that, food that, food that, is that life. Food represents family, yes. And, and food and family go hand in hand. I mean, you can't separate the two. No, you cannot. And isn't it wonderful that that our Lord decided to... Um, it is wonderful, perfect wisdom that the institution of the Holy Eucharist and the priesthood were over a table, over a meal. That's right. And, uh, I mean, if that doesn't get you to be Catholic, I don't know what will. Well, you know, it's something—it's funny that you mention that, because I've been thinking about this for uh, for a number of weeks now. Uh, that sin—if you look back in Genesis, sin entered the world through an act of eating, uh, eating the apple in the garden— and notice also, it was a shared meal. It wasn't just Eve or just Adam. They shared the meal together, and that brought sin into the world. And God, in his infinite wisdom, and really in, a, in his beauty, because this is just beautiful to think about, he wanted salvation to come through the act of eating. Right? It's a complete reversal of sin. And so in the, in the Exodus, we see a foreshadowing of this uh, with the Passover meal. Uh, God wants to set his people free. And what was the ultimate act, the culmination of the plagues? Uh, it was the Paschal or the Passover meal. And in order to be saved, the Israelites had to eat the lamb. You couldn't just pretend to eat the lamb. You couldn't just say, whoa, I'm a vegetarian. I can't have that. Right? You had to eat the lamb. And that's how you were saved from bondage in Egypt. You were, salvation came through eating. And then, of course, you see what it, that foreshadows in the New Testament, the, uh, the Eucharist that Jesus says. As a matter of fact, it was today's reading at Mass. I am the bread of life. And, you know, if you want to live, if you want to have life, if you want to have salvation, eternal life, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood will have life everlasting, and I will raise him up on the last day. I mean, this was uh, very, very specific. I am the bread of life. So salvation comes for us through eating. And once again, just like in Genesis, just like in the Exodus, so too in our own time, Jesus established not only uh, that salvation comes through eating, but it's, it's part of a communal meal, a meal shared together. It's a family affair, right? The family of Adam and Eve, the family of Israel in Egypt, and then the family today, the church, sharing a meal. And that's how salvation comes to us. To me, that's amazing. And I, I, I've been thinking about this for weeks, and I still, I feel like it's going to be another several weeks. That I'll be thinking about this and kind of pondering it in, in my free time. Well, I'm going to tell you, you know something? You have really hit upon something here, and I and I hope that I could bar and definitely give you credit. I have a youth group that I work with, um, and we are studying the mass now, 
And uh, if I have your permission to use that information and give you credit for it, I think that the young people I speak with will really love it. Because what do we do at this youth group? We always eat together the night of the group. Mm -hmm. We always have our meal together. And I think this is something that, please, further reflection upon this is something amazing. And hopefully you will write more about this because I think you've hit upon something that is really, um, you know, God knew what he was doing when he, Brought you were brought your faith to your food. He really did. So go go with this. Run with it. This That's awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much. And absolutely, you have my permission to do that. Uh, and matter of fact, if any of those kids are foodies, uh, tell them where to go on the web. You know what? That's the funniest thing because my next group is Tuesday, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to bring the laptop with me, and um, I'm going to go online and get them all. You know, because they are they they love to cook. Um, it all started with me sponsoring a young man for uh, my godson, actually, for confirmation a couple of years ago, and the youth group sort of came out of that. And now they all want to run over to uh, Europe to go to culinary school. I got them all crazy with food, so um, I think we're going to have to get you some people to sign up, some young people. That is awesome. They're a tremendous young Catholics. They really are. That is fantastic. You know? One of them is going to become a priest, actually. He's going to be going to the seminary and uh, next year, and he said already he's thinking about, why doesn't Food Network have a priest with a show? I'll have to do that. Go to be a priest on Food Network. So we, we got to really riled up over food, and so we got to introduce them to you. That would I be think great. Be great thing. That would be great. Well, oh. you know, yesterday, Jeff, i got to tell you, the funniest thing, I probably should let you ask me, but I, I'm sitting here looking at the menu and thinking I was – laughing to myself when you're telling me what everyone was ordering and it was almost as if I was over your shoulder because I don't know if you want to intro this or you just want me to sort of grab it and go with it. No, go ahead. To you. You're doing great. Okay. Well, what, we, <laughs> what we did was um, people, you had explained to them that we talked about the meal and you showed me the menu and got me very excited. So I made my bread pudding that night. And while I was making the bread pudding, I called a couple friends. Uh, a woman from originally from the Low Country in South Carolina, a very devout Catholic, and another lady who is actually uh, born in Italy but is raised in the United States. She lives between Italy and the United States. She's a wonderful cook and very devout also. They're my holy hour buddies. And um, I said, okay, girls, I got a, I got a little thing for you tomorrow. We'll have to get up early, but and I explained all about what you were doing, and they went online to check you out, and they're going to be bothering you also. And so we decided that we would get up early. I would prepare the menu and we would start out um, going to the fishmonger and to the butcher, whatever else we had to do. Because the one thing we agreed was that if we were going to try to pull this off at 1 p.m., which was your lunchtime, that we were going to get, and nothing could be done with store-bought. It had to be all made fresh from scratch because that's what you were having. So as it turned out, I'll just give you a quick rundown of what we made. We made it for three. And the uh, wonderful thing is that I have a garden, of course, Italian garden, and a wonderful herb garden that you would love. And we also put up pickles last year because oh, I always wow. do pickles and green tomatoes and awesome. stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I'm a southern Italian girl. <laughs> My family's from southern Italy. So I got some of that Southern blood running in me. Great. So we always had our, I, I think it's from my time living in Washington, D.C. I got to meet a lot of great Southern cooks in Maryland and Virginia. And, mm -hmm. and so, um, and my friend from South Carolina. So we always have those pickles and stuff put up and uh, tomatoes also. Oh. And uh, so what we did was we decided to pick uh, one appetizer, which was, of course, 
warm golf shrimp remoulade with All the fried right. pickles, of course. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, that was amazing. And I'll just tell you quickly what, what we picked out and then go into just a little bit about what we made with them so you can appreciate that. Okay. Um, then we decided to do a soup because being Italian, myself and my other friend, we got to have soup with the meals. So we made the roasted garlic, grogiano, parmesan, bisque with the basil Ooh, pesto and wow. focaccia croutons. Awesome. Well, I had just made a loaf of focaccia bread the day before, so it was perfect, you know, a little dry, perfect for um, uh, making croutons, so that was good. Then we made the salad, the baby greens tossed in sherry, wine, baker, and vinaigrette with the blackberries, which I have a blackberry tree next to the house here, and warm pistachio crusted goat cheese, and that was amazing. Oh. Um, I'm still tasting it. It was just amazing. Now, we made two entrees. <laughs> One being your shrimp and grits. Oh, goodness. The other being the garlic-crusted Texas redfish that we actually did on a wood plank on top of the grill with the cover down. Oh. And we, we wrapped up the grill with foil around it to try to make a smoker-type oven out of it, and mm. it came out amazing. And then, of course, for dessert. I have to have two desserts, not one. <laughs> it's like this rule. We always have to have at least two desserts. So we made the chocolate bourbon pecan pie Oh yeah. with sweet potato ice cream and caramel drizzle, because, of course, we have an ice cream maker. Couldn't live without that. And the vanilla bean creme brulee with the fresh berries and lemon thyme shortbread, which the fresh thyme came from the herb garden. Oh, goodness. And I have to tell you that without any recipes, because, of course, there's no way that Emerald will let these recipes out, we tried just from the description and from our own cooking experience, to recreate what we thought they were. And I have to tell you that when I share the picture that you sent me today with my friends of the uh, remoulade, I think, no, that was the grits you sent. Mm -hmm. it, it was amazing how close we got it. Oh, wow. Now, we didn't have a bead of beer, <laughs> but we used, uh, oh, don't you think I didn't want it. Um, we used a, um, uh, a microbrewery. Um, uh -huh. beer, which uh -huh. oh, I should have written the name down, and it was amazing. Oh, but I have to tell you that um, the one thing that came through all this is that the food flavors are so simple yet so wonderful. How you take so many simple things and when you put them together, they're, they're just a masterpiece. That's what we really all agreed with, that that's what it was. Wow. So while you were eating your shrimp with remoulade and your grits, we were eating the same thing. That's same amazing. Well, not as good. That is absolutely not amazing. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't and, it funny? And to think I, that... I had a feeling when you were telling, when you were talking about the redfish, I'm cracking up because I'm saying, I mean, we really hit it off on Twitter and I said, oh, this is really scary because <laughs> these are the things that we all agreed on, all three of us, really. Oh, man. And, uh... I'll tell you what, though, you're going to be very impressed. My fishmonger had fresh Gulf shrimp. No way. No, I don't want to. No, yes, he does. And I'll oh, tell my you goodness. Why. He's wonderful. The place is immaculately clean. He's an Italian gentleman that is, you walk into his fish place, and you don't smell fish. You smell the sweet smell of the ocean. That's it. Oh, wow. And it's so immaculately clean. But if I told you the price of what we paid for the shrimp, because, of course, he gets them flown in. Right. So they had to be fresh. expensive, oh, yeah. huh? Oh yeah. Oh wow. So well, that's amazing but, yeah. that y'all had Gulf shrimp. I mean, that's oh, that's yeah. amazing. Well, I told you, twenty four dollars a pound. Oh but wow! Yeah. It's worth it because we set the table um, in beautiful Battenberg lace tablecloth, mm -hmm. and we had very old china that we used, and a different 
place setting for each of us because each of us brought our grandmother's china oh. and silverware <laughs> and crystal and uh, flowers and herbs in an arrangement from the garden. And we all got dressed up like it was, uh, I don't know, like we were, you know, all long dresses on. And we really had a wonderful, wonderful time. And we toasted you and Char that you had a wonderful day and that we, we were very grateful that in this world that, you know, sometimes we complain because it seems it's going too fast with technology. But without Twitter, what are the chances of the Internet would we have ever met? And right. I've never been able to do something like this. Absolutely. It, it would have happened. So Absolutely. we're grateful you're on, you're, we're so grateful you're on Twitter. We're very grateful for your blog. And uh, we're going to get you a lot more people on there because you deserve it. You well, do. fantastic. Well, thank you. You know, y'all y'all should have had like a TV crew following you around yesterday. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. You know, can I tell you, we were laughing. We said, oh, no. The next thing you know, we were afraid somebody's going to knock on the door and it was going to be like Gordon Elliott with Paul Levine or something. <laughs> Follow that food. We were like, it, it was so beautiful that it was just a wonderful thing. And in fact, we invited our priest to come, but he had he had a prior commitment. Oh, and so he stopped by at the end and tasted dessert. And he was so upset with himself. He said, if I told you what I had for lunch this afternoon, uh, it, he said it was just terrible. And now look what I missed. I said, well, Father, all of us have to make up for our sins, even if they're venial sins. So we'll make sure we do something nice like this again. Oh, that's great. But um, i got to tell you, great. Jeff, the sweet potato ice cream was to die for. Oh, I, I, you've got to try it. I'm telling you, we oven roasted the sweet potatoes to make the puree to put in the ice cream, and we used fresh nutmeg grated in it. Oh, oh my wow. Goodness. Oh, well, you know, I have to tell you. I have it to... Gets me, I tell you, oh. You, you, made, you, you don't even realize what fun you gave to us yesterday. <laughs> By your luncheon. Just because of my lunch. Thing, <laughs> I got to tell you, Jeff, truthfully, that talking about faith, that there was a time in my life when I got in my early 20s, when I was a little disillusioned, I guess, you know, I grew up at a time when the traditional mass was there. I'm a little bit older um, than you, and I, I really missed it, and things were going in a way that didn't seem natural to me, and although the church knows best, I became very disillusioned in my early 20s, and, and I'll be all admitted, I stayed away from church, and, and luckily I, I was smart enough to be able to stay out of much trouble, considering I wasn't going to Mass on Sundays and Holy Days, and Lord knows I was racking up the mortal sins. But I have to tell you that it was it was just a sad time that everything in my life, by not responding to my faith, I mean, even my interest in cooking and doing all these other things just really waned. I just worked and came home and went to bed, and that was it. And it wasn't until I realized that someone had asked me to go to another church. And that's when I came back, when I realized, where am I going to go? There is nowhere for for me to go. Right. The only place for me to go is back where that tabernacle is. And, you know, it was was really the thing that brought me back. I never officially left. I just sort of drifted. Mm -hmm. But I have to tell you the amazing thing, that the night that I came back to the church and went back to Mass, that an old friend I ran into that night after Mass invited me to a dinner that was being held at a very small culinary school with underprivileged students that that work and go to the school, and they put on a dinner. And that's how food is so important to me, that that meal that night prepared by kids who came from really broken families, and they were getting a second chance at life with their culinary training. 
And the meal that we had, I have to tell you, was as good as what we had yesterday. And, uh, you know, God always steps in there. And so I think your reasoning and thinking about how eating and our salvation, you know, this is something that was meant to be. You, you really have to go forward with this. I feel a real strong word about this, that this is something you need to do, really. Well, awesome. And I know my kids in my youth group are going to want you to do it because they're going to love it. They really are. Well, I, th- I thank and, you uh, so much for that because I, I, I mean, that's, you know, I, I, I didn't walk around begging God to give me the insight or, or anything like that. I think it was just the, the fact that, you know, I, I have a passion for, for food and for cooking and uh, for family and uh, my faith, and, and all of it sort of came together, and, and this is the, the result, you know? Well, um, that's the Holy Spirit. That's, that's right. That, that's how the Holy Spirit that's works. That's how it works. Know? That's how it works. St. Teresa of Avila said, the humility is the virtue through which we must possess where all the other virtues come through. Right. And like you said, you didn't walk around asking for it. You didn't bring your own ego into it. You just left yourself open, and the Holy Spirit did the rest. And now you're following the will of God, which is what, as Catholics, Christians, we must all do. If we don't, our life is not sweet and full. Right. I mean, I know right. people use the word peaceful and joyful, but I always say sweet and full because, of course, it's got to be about food. Like food. But, <laughs> of course. But, you know, I have to tell you that the reason I got on Twitter was because of what happened in Iran with the people that were fighting for their lives. And uh, I got on Twitter um, probably about a day or so after the election started, right before the beginning when the unrest first started. And I got on there, and I got hooked up with someone actually in Tehran wow. who wound up being arrested and got out of jail, thank God. Oh, but goodness. it was amazing to me at that point that here is a medium that I really didn't understand too much about and then how people were able to talk about their freedom through it. And so I thought, hmm, this is something that maybe I could use, and, and it, like you say, in community, with people of faith, and certainly people with food, and, uh, and beliefs and politics, whatever. And uh, that's how I wound up there. And uh, look what God led me to. And i got to tell you one thing. You know, I was sitting here before, and your daughter was up in the camera before you were doing the test things. Mm-hmm. You know, you said her name was Grace. I've got uh, Grace and then Annabelle. I had two of them. All right. Well, I didn't see Annabelle, and I'm sure she's just as lovely. But you named that child perfectly because <laughs> um, the young lady that I wrote that I raised, Sarah, came in the room, and she saw Grace's face on the on the screen, and she said, "Oh, look at that face. She's so sweet." She said, "What's your name?" And I went to say Grace, and she said, "Oh, is it Grace?" <laughs> and I looked at her, and before I, could even, I said, "Yes, that's her name." Wow. Well, that's what she looks like, she says. And she turned around and walked out of the room. And I oh, thought, wow. boy, does the Holy Spirit work through us in so many ways. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, it is. Now, you have to tell everybody that I'm working on coming down your way because we are going to cook together. Right. And I'm going to be humble and let you pick all the recipes. Oh, goodness. As long as you let me buy all the stuff for the dinner. <laughs> and so that's what we'll do. So I'm going to give you a few months to think about what you want to serve your family, and uh, we'll do it up. We will do it up. That would be really, really cool, and we'd have to have a TV crew there, okay? <laughs> okay. All right, maybe. Yeah, now, I, don't, okay. I don't know I if know, I could time, arrange that, but I that really, would be good. We'd have to podcast at least. Yeah, oh, yes. You know what? Whatever you want to do, you're the boss. You're the Catholic police. But there is one thing I do want you. I will go along with the TV crew, but you must get some baseball hats and some aprons to sell <sighs> in your store. 
because already the two <laughs> ladies that were with me yesterday said, they want on your website? Who does the aprons? Why doesn't they right, have aprons? Right. Why doesn't they have T-shirts? I was like, oh, Lord, here they're starting already. They want to spend money. Well, there, so, it's, in the, it's in the works. Uh, that, that is coming. Uh, I've, I'm in conversation right now with uh, someone who produces that kind of stuff. And uh, T-shirts, aprons, uh, baseball caps, all of that is uh, uh, it, it's, it's in the works. So I don't know how long it's actually going to take to, to bring it about, but uh, we are working on that right now. Excellent. Well, you know, patience is one of those virtues. They That's right. The so That's we'll, right. Uh, we'll wait. But the other thing is, are you thinking about writing a cookbook? Yes. I, I was going to mention that when you talked about uh, needing need to write more about the what I shared earlier. Uh, yes, it, that is uh, something that I definitely want to do. Uh, I actually haven't put pen to paper yet, but it will be a book that it's it's going to be recipes of course but it's going to be a story book it's going to tell a story and uh, or several stories actually and and it's also going to include it's going to weave in and out these uh, thoughts these meditations these reflections on food and faith amazing so, pray for that That's, pray for that 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 will uh, come I, I about, will, come quickly i will tell you that i'm a carmelite through and through and i will place that at the feet of the little flower because she never fails me. Whenever I ask her something, she never fails me. Awesome. And uh, that's what we'll do. We'll we'll give it to her because uh, she knows how to keep the Lord busy. You know, she likes showering the, the earth with the roses, so we're going to keep her busy. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm very excited about a cookbook with you because as Catholics, we really need to let people know so much of what they know of their secular life came from the Church. Right. Whether it be pretzels or whatever, it, I mean, anything. I mean, the great Jesuits that did scientific things and all different things, so much of it came from our church. Mm-hmm. Yet we just don't tell people that. Well, people don't and know. So, right. And they don't want to believe it, but it's true. And so I think this is something that God has called you to do. And, uh, you know, I'll be there supporting you in any way I can. And uh, I certainly love to talk, so I can make sure I can talk everybody into buying a cookbook. <laughs> I, I would and, appreciate uh, that. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. You know, any, I told you, always Catholic, no matter what. Um, the thing is that I have to tell you that one thing I did want to share with you, um, besides this amazing luncheon yesterday, which is kind of weird when you think about it. There you are eating almost the same menu what that we're eating at the same time. I mean, we didn't have great service like you did, but, you know, it was really great. Oh, um, but the other thing I did, a thought I wanted to share with you, and maybe at another time you could write about it on your blog, that Catholic families have different, um, you know, memories and traditions that they do at the holidays. Right. Um, you know, like my Catholic upbringing with being Italian, we have our Christmas Eve fish thing that we do, which is just a, a, a bountiful feast of seafood for the what used to be the vigil of every holy day was always a day of abstinence. So that's how that got started. But, you know, there's so many things like that that Catholics could share with you. And uh, I'd like to see that people do that. Now we're turning towards the end of summer, and uh, we're getting towards Labor Day in another month. And then the holiday rush starts. It might be nice after Labor Day to, you know, kind of help people uh, come up with their ideas of what family traditions that they use for the holidays that meet their faith, where food meets faith. Excellent Because I know I got something to send you, that's for sure. Excellent idea, and I would love for you to do that. That is that's that's perfect. Actually, it's perfect for uh, the fall as we get close to both Thanksgiving and uh, and Advent and Christmas. So 
I, right? I would really, really appreciate you to send me that, uh, some ideas. Oh, and, oh I uh, absolutely will do that. And thank you I, so I've been much. I'm wanting to share that, so that's, that's, thank you so much for that opportunity. And thank you for, uh, for coming on and, and, and talking to us. I'm just blown away by uh, what, y'all, what y'all did yesterday. No, you got us so excited. We don't know what we're coming over here. I'm well, telling I'm, you. I'm excited that you're excited. I tell you, that's uh, it's amazing to know that, uh, you know, the, the message of the Catholic foodie where food meets faith actually uh, means something to people. So I want to just uh, – we run, we're running out of time because um, uh, I've got uh, the, the, the show to – don't want it to be too long, but – um, I just I want to thank you so much for uh, for coming on the show and for uh, sharing everything that you shared. I mean, I'm just as I said earlier, I'm blown away. I am absolutely well, blown away. Jeff, it's and no I tell you, necessary. I, it's I tell an you honor what, to do this, and we are big fans now, and we are going to get everybody onto your website because the Lord has put you here for something special, and we're going to make sure everybody knows about it. Awesome. That's well, thank you, thank you so much, and we're going to have you back on someday. Someday and soon. I promise to be a lot shorter next time. <laughs> I will go awesome. on and on. God it was bless awesome. you, Jeff. Thank you. God bless you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Well, I would uh, just once again, I want to thank uh, thank Sophia for coming on uh, the show and sharing that with us. I, I have to tell you, I am just absolutely stunned uh, by by what they did yesterday. That is uh, that's phenomenal. And and once again, I, I'm also just humbled that uh, something that I said uh, on on Twitter. Could have brought joy and happiness uh, as it as it has obviously uh, to uh, to people elsewhere. So uh, th- thank you so much, Sophie. I'm so glad that you shared that with uh, with us, and I look forward to talking to you again soon uh, in in person and not not just on Twitter. So um, bon appetit. Now there are a few things, few exciting things that I want to share with you. I uh, I've planned. I had hoped to share this with you before, but I, I just completely, believe it or not, last episode I forgot about it. But if you have not yet checked out SQPN Connect, uh, you need to do so. It, it's a uh, an interactive site. Uh, it's a community site. It's it's fantastic. It's just like what we're talking about here at the Catholic Foodie with uh, with family and and community and using social media as well to build community. And that's what SQPN Connect is all about. That's what it's doing. Uh, it's sqpnconnect.ning, that's N-I-N-G, dot com, sqpnconnect.ning, dot com. I'm going to have a link uh, in the show notes uh, to SQPN Connect, and please come join the family, join the community. We'd love to uh, to have you and to uh, uh, to converse with you, to commune with you uh, there at SQPN Connect. Lots of people, lots of conversations, lots going on, and uh, we'd love for you to be a part of it. Also, one other thing I want to share with you before we close. You know, there's a new movie coming out that has to do with food. I don't know if you have heard the story or the, the, the movie Julie and Julia that is coming out. I think it opens this coming Friday uh, in theaters. Uh, it, it's it's a really interesting uh, uh idea or concept for a movie. Uh, you have this girl who feels, I guess, kind of lost in her, in her work and, and, and doesn't really feel fulfilled in, in a lot of what she's doing in life, and she's got all these friends who are successful, and uh, one of them has a blog that just got uh, uh, bought by some uh, company. They're going to make a mini-series out of it, and so she's just sort of like floundering and, and 
and law, just wants something, I guess, passionate to, uh, to do. And so I don't know how the idea comes. I haven't seen the movie yet. I just saw the trailer. I'm going to play the trailer for you in just a second. But she had something. Uh, she just wanted something to do. And, and the idea that came to her somehow is to take Julia Child's cookbook and to go through the entire cookbook within a year, to cook every recipe in there within a year. And uh, from what I could gather on the trailer, it's a life-changing experience for Julie. So let me play that trailer for you right now. I, I found it to be uh, quite entertaining. Uh, Meryl Streep uh, plays uh, Julia Child, which, I mean, she's a phenomenal actress, and it's just so funny to watch her uh, in this role uh, on, on the trailer. And then, uh, oh, goodness, I don't know if I'll be able to remember her name. The one who plays uh, Julie is the same one that played the princess in uh, Enchanted. Uh, Adams, I think, is her last name. Uh, let's see if I can... Amy Adams. It's Amy Adams. Uh, Stanley Tucci is in there as well, so it's it's really it's a great cast, and it looks like it's going to be a phenomenal movie. Let me pull that trailer up for you, and uh, we can take a listen. I'm Julia Child. Bon appétit. Before she changed the world, Julia Child was just an American living in France. Shouldn't I find something to do? What is it that you really like to do? Eat. And we are so good I at it. Look at you. At now, they how growing good you in are. front of you. But what does Julia Child have to do with me, lowly cubicle worker Julie Powell? So, how's your job, Julie? Are you the person to speak to about my insurance form? You can speak to me. Do you have any power? No. Heartbreak. So sad. Painful. Not in a bad way. I don't know. Do you think I'm lost? Is this lost? If you met me, would you think that woman is lost? I would think that woman is strangely repetitive. Did you hear what happened to this one? Showtime bought my blog for a miniseries. I could write a blog. I have thoughts. Write a blog about cooking. I'm not a real cook like Julia Child. Julia Child wasn't always Julia Child. Why don't I go to cooking school? Bonjour! The Julie slash Julia Project. I cook my way through Julia Child's cookbook. 365 days, 524 recipes. I am risking my well-being for a deranged assignment. Is it crazy? Yes. You should have seen the way those men looked at me. But then they discovered I was fearless. Oh, Julia, you make it sound so simple. <laughs> Your book is going to change the world. What if I don't make my deadline? I'll waste a whole year of my life. I used to be thin, now I'm fat. Just your face. It's supposed to be a big adventure, but it just turns out to be a lot of meltdowns. Yeah, there's all of this stuff on the floor. Oh, never apologize. From writer-director Nora Ephron. This is good. That is good, isn't it? Meryl Streep, Amy Adams. I was drowning and she pulled me out of the ocean. Don't get carried away. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? Mm. Oh, my. Oh my God. You have no real talent for cooking. Julie and Julia, based on two true stories. Well, that is the trailer, and I think it's hysterical. I mean, if you, uh, you can go to julieandjulia.com and you can watch it yourself. Uh, very entertaining. <laughs> Uh, some of the, the scenes, I mean, you're hearing it and uh, hearing it right now and 
I mean, it may be funny just hearing it, but watching it is hysterical. So I'm looking forward. I am looking forward to this movie. It comes out Friday in theaters. And uh, you know what? If you know, I only know a little bit about Julia Child. If you have any interesting uh, thoughts or uh, information, something that you may have heard, let me know. You can send me an email at catholicfoodie.com. I mean, I'm sorry, catholicfoodie at gmail.com. Or you can give me a call on the voice feedback line, which is 985-635-4974. And also, uh, by the way, if you think that uh, there's a real person that's going to answer that phone, if you call, there's not. Uh, it's simply a uh, recorded message, and it gives you an opportunity to leave a, a, a voice message, uh, which is recorded as an MP3, MP3 file, which means I'll be able to, to play that on the show. So don't be afraid to give me a call. 985-635-4974. And one more thing I'd like to share with you. If, if you uh, don't know about Father Seraphim Bashoner and Catholic Under the Hood, I would encourage you to check that out. You can go to catholicunderthehood.com or go to sqpn.com. His show is listed there as well. And uh, the last two episodes that he has put out uh, were about confession and communion. So he has a lot to say there about the Eucharist. I know we talked about the Eucharist a bit earlier in the show, and I would highly recommend uh, uh, Catholic Under the Hood. And uh, if you want to know some more stuff about the Eucharist and grow in your love for the Eucharist, go check out catholicunderthehood.com, the last two episodes on confession and communion. And that pretty much wraps it up here for us at The Catholic Foodie, episode 31. And uh, once again, if you have anything you'd like to share with us over here, what you have been eating lately, any ideas that you have, suggestions for uh, topics for shows, uh, please let me know, catholicfoodie at gmail.com or 985-635-4974. Just give me a call. And don't forget to check out the show notes with links uh, to things that we've talked about here today at catholicfoodie.com. And until next time, bon appetit.